Support for this program is provided by Chevron. So, Gavin, the Commerce Department has a big decision to make this week on a trade dispute that's pitted segments of the solar industry against each other. Can you just start off by reminding us how big of a slice of President Biden's climate goals solar represents? It's a big slice. It's almost half the pie. Biden has his goal to eliminate carbon emissions or or go to net zero carbon emissions in the electricity sector by 2035. And by that time, the Department of Energy estimates that solar could provide up to 40 percent of the nation's electricity. And that's up from only about 4 percent today. So we're talking about a 10 times growth over that time. Uh, So it's a really, really big part of his climate goals. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. And today... The installers who you know, actually build and develop these solar projects say this, this tariff petition before commerce could really derail all of that growth over the next few years. Gavin Bade on a tariff question before the Commerce Department that could sabotage President Biden's solar goals. It's Tuesday, September 28th. There's been a lot of talk about putting people to work in the solar sector. Um, So on the manufacturing side, how much of what is being installed is being produced here? I have solar panels on my home. Uh, Were they they made by Americans? Probably not at this point. I mean, most of the solar that's being built in the United States today is still being imported from overseas. Um, And a lot of them from these three nations that are part of this tariff dispute, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Thailand. So yeah, most of the industry is still based in other countries today and, you know, sending solar panels to us. Although the U.S. domestic manufacturing base is growing, people are expanding. But even if they did that, it would take a few years to get up to speed, right? To get production truly up to the capacity that could actually serve domestic demand. Um, And so that's what you have installers saying is, you know, if we choke off imports or we make them more expensive, it's really going to affect the industry, especially over the next few years. So maybe just lay out the battle lines for us in these in these tariff petitions. Yeah. So the battle lines is are these, you know, it's a group of U.S. based solar manufacturers who brought this petition to commerce. They actually under law are allowed to stay anonymous because they fear retribution from the Chinese government. So we don't know their names. And they say that, you know, we've already had tariffs in place on China for years. And importers are basically trying to get around those tariffs by shipping solar panels from China to these three southeastern uh, Asian nations, Vietnam, Thailand, and uh, and Malaysia. So then you have a made-in-Vietnam solar panel or a made-in-Malaysia solar panel instead of a made-in-China one. And commerce has to decide, basically, are these companies doing enough to refit their panels, to reassemble panels, or to assemble a new product that they can be considered as made from a new nation? Or should they be subject to the same tariffs that Chinese panels are already subject to today? Okay, so that's what the manufacturers say. What do American developers that install solar panels uh, say about these petitions and about the situation? The American developers, the American solar project developers say, you know, these companies are doing enough assembly in these nations to avoid tariffs. And furthermore, they say these tariffs would, in their words, devastate the industry over the next few years. The installed cost of solar is already starting to creep up a little bit in the United States because of supply chain constraints, because of the pandemic, and then because of uncertainty about these tariffs. 
And if Commerce approves this tariff petition, you could see tariffs applied on up to 80% of imported panels and components. And they say this would just make them a lot less competitive compared to fossil fuels or compared to wind energy, just at the point that we need to be supercharging solar production. So it sounds like it is a bit of a conundrum for the Biden administration pitting the manufacturers versus the developers. Do we know where they stand on these petitions? And do we, what can you tell us about what's going to play into the decision that Commerce has to make this week? So the decision Commerce has to make this week is just whether they will open an investigation into these complaints, right? They've received this petition from the manufacturers. They have to decide whether they're going to review it. If they decide to review it, then that investigation could take up to a year. But then how commerce handles this over the next year, I think will depend on a lot of different factors. There's going to be an administrative review of the the levels of tariffs that are on China. And so if you see some of those tariff levels come down a little bit, then it means that they would, you know, if the tariffs on China were applied to those three Southeast Asian nations, then they would still be a little bit less. And I think you'll also see the reconciliation package is going to play into how they look at this because the reconciliation package has money for domestic solar manufacturing. As you say, this is playing out against the backdrop of big potential policy changes, big potential money uh, through the reconciliation bill. So how how do some of the programs be under discussion there play into this tug of war between the segments of the solar industry and the big goals of the Biden administration? The money to boost domestic manufacturing in the reconciliation package is it almost gives these sides an out. It gives them a kind of compromise point. So I think you would like all sides would love to see that money be included in some sort of spending bill so that you can have more of an incentive for domestic made panels. But I think what the developers would say is, we're not going to see that capacity get up to speed, at least for a few years, right? So they really are saying, at least give us some time, at least give us a glide path to pull some of our, you know, our supply chain out of China and out of these nations, if you're going to do that. And I think it, it goes beyond tariffs as well, right? There's the Biden administration is still weighing more trade restrictions on uh, different clean energy technologies and components from Xinjiang over these concerns about human rights abuses. Also, climate policy may have reached its zenith in a country's politics. On Sunday, Germany's Social Democratic Party marginally defeated outgoing Chancellor Angela Merkel's Christian Democratic Party. But since neither of the country's largest parties managed to get a majority in the Bundestag, they now have to negotiate for coalitions with other parties. And that's where climate comes in. Both of the other parties to get significant votes, the Green Party and the Free Democrats, are putting climate high on the list during their coalition negotiations catch? They disagree on their approaches. Green Party leaders want to ensure investments on green infrastructure, while the Free Democrats are keen on a more free market approach. Still, whether our months are negotiations ahead, both parties seem to agree that Germany needs a climate minister to ensure the country meets its goals under the Paris Climate Agreement. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. And don't forget to head over to politico.com slash pod survey to tell us your thoughts on the show and all other Politico shows you listen to. There's only one way to get us to continue making the shows you love, and it's by telling us exactly what you'd like us to do next. So again, politico.com slash pod survey. We're also leaving the link on our show notes. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you tomorrow.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.